just going to be another one of those days. The man has more lives than a cat. Welcome back to the 24 podcast. We're definitely excited today to be able to come back and be able to bring some more information about 24. Uh, again, my name is Joshua Rivers, and uh, I'm together with Mark again. How are you doing? Yay! It's been a while. Josh, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, I know. It's been like 20 years. Right, I know. We've had, <laughs> you know, Joel, Joel pinch hitting for you and, and Jack pinch hitting for me, and we're finally back together again. Yes. And so, so it, it, I think it was uh, pretty neat that we're able to get this outside inf- uh, uh, perspective Agreed. Uh, kind of added to it. And so that's been kind of uh, kind of cool, but it, it's not the same. Right. And so uh, and actually, Jack was telling me last week, I can't remember if it was actually part of the episode or if it's just us talking. But uh, he, he said that he when uh, when he listened to the episode with you and Joel, that he actually missed having me on the show and so, or the two of us uh, oh. together. Thanks, so. Jack. We're back back together like uh, Batman and Robin or Iron Man and Captain America. Or Jack, like and, Jack, and, Jack Chase. and Chase. There you go. <laughs> so that fits in with, uh, with today's or episode. Jack, Jack and, <laughs> wait, no. Jack didn't really have any other sidekicks. Yeah, we kind of talked about that last week. So we that, say, I think we could say Jack and Tony. Yeah, they're kind of, but, but not quite the same. So, I mean, he was never named as his partner. Right. Absolutely. I think this is the only time that he's actually listed with someone being his partner. Right. I agree. And actually, um, I'd have to do a little bit of research, but I'm not sure if anyone in, at CTU has ever been named as a partner. I don't think so. I think that'd be interesting. I, I think Chase study. would be the only one. Well, and and if you think about it, really, like I'm I'm just getting ready to start season four, and. If I remember right, everything past like season three, Jack's like kind of not really part of CTU anymore, which might be part of the reason that he doesn't really have any teammates, sidekicks. Yeah, true, true. Which is, I I was reading that this morning, you know, side note here. When you read what CT or what 24 is about, it talks about, you know, counterterrorism agent Jack Bauer. Well, he wasn't, he's not a counterterrorism agent. Probably most of the, most of the series now. Yeah, true. Kind of humorous when we when we think about you know we think about 24 we think about ctu but really they kind of kind of move on from that you know in later seasons but we'll get to that that's neither here nor there well it's there and we'll get yeah. to that <laughs> later yeah definitely it's certainly not here so you and jack talked a little bit about um season three last week yeah we got started into it right and uh we are you know josh you and i were talking before we started recording we're just going to kind of jump into it um since we've had some cameo appearances from other 24 fans um we'll just kind of hit the characters as we run through this first half of the season yeah definitely so as we start day three we have um let's see three years i think have passed and a lot has happened and we have um let's see jack is back at ctu right and tony's in charge so obviously with the the um, untimely passing of George Mason, Tony stepped into that role. And, and as, as we start the season, I noticed that he seems to have really stepped into it. You know, he's he's yeah. it's the same character, but it's a little bit different. You know, right. and the dynamic between him and Jack is different because now they're 
um, you know, I think equals, you know, I think they're, um, you know, he, Jack's the head of field ops and Tony's the head of, um, you know, the, the other side of CTU, I guess. I think that's kind of how it's separated. Yeah. That's kind um, of what it seems like at least. Yeah. So you have them working together, you know, as um, coworkers, you know, both manager, you know, probably upper management and CTU, I guess you would say. And, and, uh, that's a new dynamic. And, and, you know, like we just said, we have Chase who's, really only partner he ever has which is a nifty dynamic because we've always had jack be kind of the the lone ranger of sorts right as he's going about and and it begins with um you know them learning about a deadly virus that's going to be released and it turns out that it's somebody that jack put away between season day three and day or day two and day three um ramon salazar yeah yeah and so he had actually been undercover with the salazars for uh, what was it like nine months or a year? Right. Yeah. And so, and during that time, I mean, he's collecting all this information and ends up getting Ramon put in jail. And he, he also he also collected a nasty habit of heroin, yeah, by the way, too. Yeah, he did, and that's a a constant struggle throughout the whole thing. Right. Um. And of course, I mean, just in the very first episode, I mean, they bring all this stuff out, and it the first episode ends with Jack, um about to shoot up and then i mean and then you see him he breaks the nail he throws it and you can tell that he's really struggling with it right right you know he uh yeah and so they go to talk to ramon in prison and ramon who's one of my favorite bad guys i really like ramon salazar i don't know why not that i like him but right i like his character and you know they go to visit him and he's being interrogated and he ends up killing his lawyer <laughs> yeah as they're there, he just kind of looks over at Jack because he knows that Jack has to be standing outside the room and tells his lawyer all of a sudden, you know, I really appreciate you. You've done a lot of great things for me and then slam him into his throat, um, which is pretty neat. And then um, then he tells Jack, you know, everything that happens to you, basically. Right. And so then you start wondering, you know, what's going on with this? And they kind of lead you to believe that him being undercover had something to do with this and whatnot. Um, but, you know, that's that's where they kind of leave him for a second. And then then they find out they who is bringing this, you know, they find out there was somebody bringing in this, you know, virus. And he has this bag of powder. Kyle Singer is his name. And he ends up having this bag of white powder and his dad catches him with it. And he's doing all this. And I think it's sad to me because Kyle is doing this because his parents are having a really rough time. His dad's been laid off. Um, they don't really have money to pay the rent. And so he basically said, well, I'll bring this, um, I guess it was, was it heroin, cocaine, whatever he thought it was in country. And they're going to pay me this ridiculous amount of money just to deliver it. Um, yeah. You know, so that's what he thinks he's doing. And his friends kind of all are like, yeah, we don't want anything to do with this. Um, his dad finds it. It breaks open in the the room as CTU is about to get there. You know, so you're watching this thinking, oh, geez, you know, now the parents are infected and whatnot. Well, we find out very quickly that it's not the bag that's carrying Turns out that Kyle Singer himself is the one supposedly carrying the virus. And, um, you know, that leads to them trying, they're trying to figure out, you know, where this virus is coming from and how to stop it. And part of the problem is that, you know, we find out that it's all a threat to get Ramon released from prison. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's interesting just the way that they kind of play that out. And um, kind of a side note, I guess, with uh, Kyle's family. Um, it's kind of interesting. And so when you go through a traumatic experience like they went through, and right. so, I mean, Kyle thinking that he's, uh, first of all, dying, 
and that right. he he could be an agent to be the um to be the catalyst for tens or hundreds of thousands of people dying and so it could come all that and so i mean you can see the the whole dynamic between him and his parents changed. It's like, hey, we kind of understand each other. I mean, all these other things are, right. I mean, they're, they're not important anymore. It's each other. And right. so I kind of wonder kind of what happens after. And so because after they, they realize that Kyle isn't the one that's carrying it and he's clean, I kind of wonder what happens to their family if they're like, hey, okay, yeah. we, we realize that there's more important things. And so now we're just going to work together to get this done or whatever. You know, I, I didn't even think about that. They do just kind of leave them, don't they? You never really find out, you know. They just kind of leave the story, and, and you're focused on all the other major things that are happening in the story, and, and we never really find out what happens yeah. um, with them. But, yeah, it is nice to find out that Kyle does not have the virus, although, um, like you said, that did add a, a good dynamic of, you know, his parents and him kind of, I think, understanding each other a little bit better, and, and there's some forgiveness given and offered and, and those types of things. So, um. While that's happening, um, you know, it's important, I think, just as a side note, I don't think it's a major part of it at this point, but um, President Palmer is in the middle of a debate. You know, he's in the middle of his reelection and he's being challenged, as, you know, presidents always are, uh, for that reelection. And that, that plays into it a little bit um, in the fact that there's this possible threat and he cancels the debate in the middle of it. Right. And then that that leads to a lot of, you know, politics being played as far as well you know he was just at, being asked some tough questions and he you know evoked uh national security to get out of it and um you know it comes out later that he wasn't right. using for politics he really did have a national emergency and and he and um senator keeler who's running against him have some strong words um to that extent um but i think it's you know one of the main things that happens i think in this first half of the season josh that really affects the rest of it in, in a lot of ways is the fact that Tony, for whatever reason, decides he's going, oh, that's why, because Jack finds out that his partner Chase is dating his daughter. <laughs> and so now Jack's like, well, you, you know, you stay and babysit this guy at CTU and, you know, don't leave basically. Yeah. And it kind of sidelines him because, you know, he, I think one, he's mad, you know, that, you know, his partner's dating his daughter. And two, I think it's, well, I'm going to make sure nothing happens to you. If you're going to be dating my daughter, you know, she's not going through this. She always already has gone through it with her mom. You know, I'm already in danger all the time. You're not, you're not doing this. So Tony, because of that, leads an operation to catch Kyle Singer when he's in a mall. And as they're there, tragedy strikes. And everybody, I can't imagine watching this live. What would have happened if I would have been watching this live? I probably would have like had a heart attack. Yeah, I watching know. what happened. So you want to go ahead and share that with us, Josh? Well, uh, like you said, Tony goes after Kyle Senior because they find his location that he's in a mall. And so they go, they have all the um, agents there and they're surrounding the place at the mall locked down and all these different things. And so, I mean, they're, they're approaching Kyle and Tony good, goes up to him and starts talking to him, trying to explain to him the situation that, hey, we need to get you in because you're carrying this virus we need to get you contained and while this is going on one of the um, bad guys is there monitoring and comes up behind tony and at point blank range shoots him in the neck yeah and it, that was the end of the episode wasn't it yeah it was like you have jack jack gets there about that same time and runs up and tony's on the ground you know and blood everywhere and 
I remember when I watched it the first time, I'm like, oh my gosh, they just killed Tony. Yeah. <laughs> you killed, you can't kill Tony. So he's laying there, you know, and Jack's like, you know, we need medics and whatnot. And, and obviously I think it shows something for their relationship that, um, you know, he stays there for a second. He doesn't just say we need medics and then takes off running like he often other, otherwise does, you know, at, at various times when somebody gets shot or hurt or whatever, you know, right. he stays there for a second. And, you know, this is, you know, that's the main concern for him is making sure that Tony's okay. You know, and, and then you have the the dynamic of, I don't think we mentioned this, that, that Tony and Michelle are married now. Oh, yes. And I think it seems like in the beginning there's some discussion of what's going to happen because I don't think they're going to be allowed to continue working together because of their relationship. It seems like there's some discussion of Tony taking another job or Michelle taking another job or, or whatever. So anyways, with... Tony being shot, Michelle becomes head of CTU, you know, in the interim. Right. And, you know, she's torn between, you know, do I go to the hospital and, you know, I want to be with my husband or do I stay here because they need me? And, you know, that is an agonizing debate that, you know, she has to deal with for several episodes, um, you know, calling back and forth with the doctors and finding out how things are going. And luckily it turns out, you know, spoiler alert that, um, Tony's okay. It didn't hit any um, nerves or anything. It was just some muscle damage. And I say just. He just got shot in the neck, Josh. That, yeah. That's all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just a flesh wound. Changes your view of what wounds are. It's like, hey, he just got shot in the neck. It was only muscles. Yeah. Um, you know, so anyways, you know, so that happens for, for several several episodes. And while he's in the hospital, you have Jack who has a conversation with Palmer Um discussing how to stop this virus from being released. So, because basically, Hector Salazar, uh, Ramon's brother, had said, if you don't release my brother, I'm going to release this virus on the entire city, the entire country, whatever. And so Jack and Palmer talk about it, and you know, Palmer kind of continues the line of, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And Jack kind of says, I know, and he says, I'll give you another option. I'll, I'll break him out. You know, that way you can have plausible deniability. You didn't do it. You didn't, you know, and then he says, I think, you know, your silence will, you know, be my, my go ahead to do it. And that's where the, the cool Jack line where, um, Palmer tells him, I can't protect you if you do this, you know, there's no way that I can save you. And then Jack says, I know Mr. President, this will be my last assignment. Yeah. And actually I have, uh, I have that clip. Oh, nice. I like giving clips. So. I, I love clips. Yeah, so uh, here's that clip. That, uh, so you kind of recapped it, but here it is. What is it, Jack? Mr. President, is this line secure? Yes. What do you need to tell me, Jack? For what it's worth, sir, I agree with you supporting this country's policy to not negotiate with terrorists. Jack, you didn't call me to express your approval of my decision. I have another option for you to consider. Another option? Yes, one that I believe that will protect the integrity of this nation's policy and stop this outbreak from beginning. And how would I do this? By simply doing nothing, sir. Nothing? Yes, Mr. President. Hector Salazar will view that as non-compliance with his demands. Not if he gets his brother back. Oh. Ramon Salazar would be broken out of prison and delivered to him. The public, and more importantly, other terrorist groups would view this as a prison break, as opposed to a capitulation to their terrorist demands. Sounds like quite a plan, Jack, but who'll break Salazar out? I will, sir. By yourself? I know the prison. I have full access to the prisoner. Because of the nature of my involvement with the Salazars, I could break him out and deliver him. I have a history of insubordination with CTU. They would believe that I switched sides. The cover story would stay clean. This doesn't sound like a one-man job. 
In order to protect you, Mr. President, it has to be. I don't know, Jack. There has to be some other way. No, no, not in the time that we've got left. The Salazars are going to release the virus within the next two hours. Regardless of how successful you are at containing the initial outbreak, the resulting civil unrest would far outreach any quarantine zones you've established. The damage to this country, sir, would be catastrophic. Mr. President, I need your okay on this. Even if you succeed, I won't be able to correct your legal status. You'll be a fugitive. I understand, Mr. President. This would be my last assignment. I don't know what to say. If you don't say anything, Mr. President, I will accept that as a go for this mission. Good luck, Mr. President. Yeah, that's just awesome, the, the way that he he did that. And so... He's, he's such a patriot. Yeah, and so... And, and actually, in uh, retrospect, kind of looking back, uh, we're talking about, like, with, uh, with him putting Chase back at CTU and kind of keeping him babysat there and all that kind of stuff. Um, I kind of wonder if that was part of the whole plan anyway. Right. Um. And I think the whole thing that came up with him and Kim, I think that just provided Jack with a good excuse to be right. able to do that. Yeah. I think up to this point, he was planning on having Chase stay at CTU because he wanted Tony, or to right. it was the plan was for Tony to be on site so he could get shot. I think that was all right. planned. And so he didn't want Chase to be there and be involved in any of that situation because right. I think they also wanted Kyle to be able to escape. Yeah, because because I mean, that's part of the plan, because I mean, if they got Kyle earlier, they would have realized quickly that he didn't have the virus and then they wouldn't be able to break Ramon right. out of prison. Well, and this leads to, I think, probably the shocking revelation of perhaps the entire season, but certainly the first half of the season is the fact that, you know, Jack breaks out Ramon. They get him to the airport where they're going to fly him back. And basically, you know, up to this point, we believe that this is Jack saying, I don't have a choice. Um, you know, I, I, we've, we've got to get him back so they don't release this virus. Well, they get to the airport, um, you know, Ramon's men, you know, you know, pistol whip Jack, <laughs> drag him on the, and this whole time we feel like we're getting these tidbits of this CTU agent, Gael, who's working, you know, who's working with the Salazars and this in, I can't believe it, you know, and, and you see him making phone calls to Hector and you see him, you know, monitoring stuff. And so they get on the plane and they're heading back and Hector um, over and over again wants to kill Jack. And he keeps being told, no, you can't kill Jack. And uh, anyways, Jack ends up like, you know, breaking free and holding a gun to Hector's head. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, then they show up down in Mexico and, you know, Ramon and, Hector have their, I said, I said Hector like five times, sorry, Ramon. He's the one that he held a gun to his head. Yeah. <laughs> um, they hug and, you know, they're happy to see each other. And, you know, Ramon keeps saying we should just kill him. You know, he, he betrayed us and everything. And then very end of one of the season, one of the episodes, which one is it? Um, very end of episode seven, I think, um, is okay. when Hector walks up to Jack and gives him a hug. And Ramon looks at him like, have you lost your mind? <laughs> and that's when we find out. And then it's the very beginning of the next season or the next episodes. Excuse me. Joel and I were doing that a whole bunch too. episodes. 
since I can't keep them straight. <laughs> That's when we find out that this, like you said, has been a plan. This this whole thing was Gael, Jack, and Tony planning to get Jack back undercover with the Salazar so that they could capture this virus. He's in. What are you talking about? Who's in? Jack. What? Gael and I have been working with Jack. We've been trying to get him back undercover with the Salazars. That signal means he's back in. I don't understand. I'll explain everything. Right now, we got to call the president. And at that point, you're like, holy crap. And you have everybody not believing them. You have Ryan Chappelle, who, let's be honest, nobody really likes up to this point. Right. You have him saying, whatever, this isn't happening. You know, you're, you're, you know, going against everything. And you have Paul, who's not happy at all about being kept in the dark, which I can understand. Um, but they play a video from Jack that was recorded beforehand, you know, proving that this really was the case. Um, saying that it was the only way to get undercover with them and we needed to stop this virus. So there really was a virus, even though Kyle, like you said, was not infected with it. There really was a virus, and, and their plan was if they could get Hector out or they could get Ramon out, gain Hector's trust, they could you know, use their money to purchase this virus, and then once they got it, you know, CTU could sweep in and take the virus and take down the Salazars, and you know, sunshine and lollipops would abide again You know, all throughout the you know, North American continent. So, <laughs> but it, it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> no, not quite. Mr. President, the fact that you are viewing this recording now means that I have successfully completed the first phase of a secret operation. Contrary to what you've been led to believe, the Salazars are not in possession of the Cordilla virus. The idea that they are is a lie which I promoted deliberately in order to achieve a more important goal. Please, sir, let me explain. About a month ago, I learned from a contact that a group of scientists from the Ukraine were trying to sell a weaponized virus on the open market. They were looking for a buyer with cash and credibility. I only managed to get their interest when I suggested the Salazars as potential buyers. As long as I could get the Salazars to agree, CTU would seize the virus as the sale took place. Our goal was to remove the virus stockpile from the marketplace. Because, Mr. President, it is without a doubt the most lethal threat that we have ever faced. But all of this hinged on me convincing the Salazars that I had switched sides. And the only way to gain their trust was to break Ramon Salazar out of prison. Mr. President, I'm sorry for deceiving you, but I assure you it was a benign deception. And I assume complete responsibility for my actions. Sir, if things went wrong, you would have been exposed personally, legally, and politically. And this was the only way I could see to avoid that risk. But now it's time for you to know the truth. And I'm asking you to allow CTU Director Almeida to coordinate an interdiction with the military so we can take possession of this virus and keep it from our enemies. Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah, because actually Chase, um, he patterns after Jack so much um, in right. this. And so because uh, when when he finds out everything that Jack was doing with, uh, with the prison, of course, um, while Jack was breaking out Ramon, he... Um, he makes uh he puts Chase in a chokehold and makes him pass out and all that kind of stuff. Then they tie him up and gag him, put him in the cell, all that kind of stuff. So uh, Chase is starting to get a little irritated, right? To say the least about Jack and um and so he's he's wanting to pursue him because he get they get word that um they have Kyle Singer so they don't need to break out Ramon anymore and so he's trying to get yeah. a hold of Jack to do all this. So he's chasing him um try to let him know and then he they get down to uh 
they take off from Mexico. And so Chase, he's like, I got to go get them. Right. Well, and, and by this time, they'd found the video feed that Gael was watching. Oh, and, yeah, you know, right. Gael, Gael got tortured by Ryan Chappelle before, you know, Tony got back, which Tony, that's the reason Tony says, I need to get back to CTU and against doctor's orders. Right. <laughs> comes back because he knows that he's the only one there that knows that Gael is on their side. Um, so they see the video feed of Jack getting, you know, knocked out and drug on the plane. And so Chase is like, well, I've got to go save him, you know, which is pretty impressive after the guy, you know, choked him out and whatnot. Um, but I, I certainly think Chase, I think Chase felt like Jack was doing it because there was no other choice. I, like you said, he mm-hmm. he's Jack. I mean, he's Jack 10 years earlier, right. really. Um, and so I think he kind of understood that, you know, there's some times that you're going to be in positions that you don't have a choice, you know. And, and so even after being choked out, I think Chase is still on Jack's side. Um, but, yeah, so he follows them and, and apparently, you know, obviously gets caught when he's down there and, and he gets tortured. And, you know, you and I were talking before the, the episode started here that um, one of the, I think amazing moments to me like it blew my mind is they drag in chase and ramon uses this as see he's still working with ctu blah 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 and he basically tells jack okay if you're really with us prove it he goes you know here take this gun and you know kill your partner you know he takes down there and jack kind of looks at chase and says you should have never came here grabs the gun walks up to him and pulls the trigger yeah and as he's doing it i'm like holy crap what is gonna happen (laughs) you know it's like I mean, Jack's killed a lot of people, but I don't. He's never executed anybody, which we'll get to later in the episode. But, um, you know, he does it, and the gun's empty. You know, you know, right. Ramon was just testing him, but you saw the look in Chase's face. You know, yeah. and afterwards you saw the look in Jack's face, where it's like, wow, I really, you know, had to do that. Yeah, and I think it's well, it's important. You know, kind of along the same lines, when they're breaking out Ramon, they get caught by some some guards. Or not some guards, some prisoners, because they like release everybody in the prison to get out. And you know, Jack, they're doing this whole Russian roulette thing. These you know prisoners are doing it with these guards, and Jack basically tells this guard, "Hey, you know, you know, this is your only chance." And then the guy blows his brains out. And so that was Jack's first. Oh, geez. Yeah. He had a lot of he had a lot of sobering experiences, and, and you realize that at the end of the the season, and we'll talk about that next week. Um, you know, the, the toll that it had to have taken on him. But so he talked this guard into committing suicide basically. And then he had to pull the trigger on his own, you know, his own partner. Yeah. And I, you start to wonder how much can one guy deal with, you know, in the entire time they're trying to get him to, you know, do drugs again, <laughs> you know, come on, just get a fix, Jack, just get a fix. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And, um, so anyways, um, they convince Jack convinces Ramon I guess Jack and Hector convinced Ramon to go along with this deal to um, purchase this virus. And Ramon kind of says, well, you know, I don't believe you. And Jack's like, look, you know, my, I lost my wife. I've lost everything. You know, I you know, I didn't get anything for it. You know, I'm I'm done with CTU. I'm done with, you know, my country. They've they failed me. They've, you know, kind of thrown me out and left me out hanging. And, you know, you part part of you almost wants to believe him a little bit. Yeah. You know, because he has been through a lot and I think Hector completely believes him. Yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, Hector, Hector's looked at it as, yeah, you lost your wife. I mean, you came here to, you know, and you got a drug habit and your country doesn't even really care, you know? Right. 
and and he's motivated by money so he looks at it as because they were offering what like 15 million no he was gonna his his portion was like 15 million if they did this like he was gonna get a 15 million dollar cut right and so since hector's you know obviously motivated by money he's like yeah i i could see somebody being bought for that amount of money and uh so yeah they head over to to find the virus and what do they what do they find when they meet uh michael amador yeah so michael amador is this contact um and and so they go in through a series of different phone calls they, they finally find out where they're supposed to meet so they get there and as soon as they pull out they start talking to amador he says okay things have changed there's another buyer and jack's like no th- this is a part of the deal He's, he says no we right. agreed to this this is you need to honor our deal and as they're arguing back and forth another vehicle pulls up he's okay here's the other buyer and then out steps our favorite oh. sherry no not sherry <laughs> sherry's a little bit later uh nina <laughs> although i wouldn't be surprised if she had shown up i wouldn't it wouldn't have been overly surprising not. If sherry wouldn't it? but nita shows but up yeah oh hate nina. yeah so she's representing this <laughs> other buyer and of course immediately nina sees jack and says what's he doing here as right. i said he's no he's whatever he's told you it's a lie he's working for the government right. and this is an operation and all this other kind of stuff and so jack is having to kind of back his story up again and so finally nita says forget that. i'm not going to deal with him <laughs> and so, right. and so he, she starts to walk away and amador says hey do you really want to disappoint your buyer like that you know what he's good you know what's going to happen if he finds out you just walked away right. and so she turned around and started went through the process and so then it became a bidding process for the virus, which Nina won. Right. And so. So that, yeah, that, uh, that causes some issues because, um, you know, that was the whole plan was they needed the virus. You know, the Salazars were going to sell it and basically make more money than they'd ever made in their entire lives. Um, you know, and, and it's funny as they go through this process of trying to get it back and they end up capturing Nina and, you know, you know, Jack kills all of her assistance i guess you could say or you know henchmen and um they capture nina and she's going to help him get the virus from amador and as they're doing this it's funny to see how hector and ramon go back and forth i mean for most of the time ramon's the one that's saying no let's just kill jack and be done with it and hector's like no no don't do it and then after a while hector's the one that says you know let's be done with this let's just walk away it's not worth it um, and Ramon basically says, no, you put our family's name on the line and we're going to deliver. You know, I've built this company, you know, my name's on the line. We're not walking away. You know, we promised something and we're going to do it. And Hector says, I'm done. And he starts to walk away and Ramon shoots him. I'm like, yeah, the- holy crap. <laughs> this this whole season seriously was like, I really? It seemed like every other episode there was something you're like, I really can't believe that just happened. But... So anyways, they um, continue on, and then Nina gets the the virus from uh, Amador. And then in the process of escape somehow, I don't remember, but Ramon gets the virus. Yeah. Isn't that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, they, they capture Nina, and they go to get Ramon, and basically Jack says, Ramon, it's over. And, you know, Ramon says, I'm not going back to prison. And it looks like he's getting ready to open the vial and basically kill everybody. You know, just expose everybody to the virus. Well, it turns out it's not the virus. Yeah. <laughs> so he opens the virus, and you hear that that um, telltale, like, 
anyway, it's not really a buzzing. What would you call that sound? Uh, Anyways, the sound were a bomb arms, basically. Yeah. I, I don't even know what you would call it. Um, Just the sound of a bomb arming, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Anyways, you hear that sound and then an explosion. And basically, it was a, you know, it was an explosive. And Amador apparently had decided that he was going to double cross everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and whoever got the virus wasn't really going to get it. And by this time, Amador's on his way to, well, he's killed a Delta, you know, a detachment of Delta Force and all sorts of different things. But anyways, he gets out of the country and heads to the United States. And, um, you know, that's, you know, Jack takes Nina and they're like, we're going back to the United States and we're going to, you know, find out what you know. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think everybody in the world was like, Jack's going to kill her. It's this isn't going to work. And I know that was the concern that, you know, he, she's not going to get back. But, you know, Jack, again, makes the point of, you know, I would not put the country at risk just to satisfy my revenge. Right. You know, I've, I've had that opportunity. And I, I won't do it. I mean, would I like to kill her? Yes. If if we put her in a firing squad, please let me be there. But, you know, I'm not going to do it in the middle of this this uh, this operation. So. That follows that one, that storyline, just about to halfway. Well, uh, something else that gets set up, too, yeah. on Palmer's side. Um, yes. Which, which actually, I re- when I first saw it, I'm like, what in the world does this have to do with anything? Um, but come to find right. out, I mean, it's a very major part when you come out to the end. Um, and right. that is uh, David Palmer gets a call uh, from... Um, a friend and supporter of his, one of his major, yeah, major supporters. supporters. And so, um, I mean, uh, oh, I just lost his name. Alan. Yes, Millikent. there you go. Milliken. I don't think there's a T. Millikent. Yeah. And so, so Alan calls and uh, David, even uh, President Palmer, uh, makes the statement that uh, he wouldn't even be president if it wasn't for him. And so, I mean, right. this guy has such pull that. When he calls the president and says, hey, I need to talk with you now, the president says, okay, I'll be there in 15 minutes. <laughs> it's all- right. Well, and and I think it was partly, I think it was partly, you know, David being a politician, and this is one of my major contributors, so I'm going to be nice to him. But you're right. He didn't, you know, Alan calls him. I think it was, well, it was, um, you know, after 9 yeah. o'clock, judging by the, you know. It, that's the nice thing about 24. You always know when things happened. You know, you don't have to say, well, it was mid-afternoon. No, it was between 9 and 10 p.m. Yeah. when he called. <laughs> um, <laughs> if cops could just get, like, murder investigations to work that way, I bet they would really yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> it was between 9 and 10 when he called. I know. Actually, there was that ticker. It was 9-14. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, it's late at night. I mean, Palmer's dealing with this whole virus thing, and he's just found out that, you know, Jack had been working without his permission to, um, you know, do all these things and get this virus and whatnot. So, I mean, he's a busy man. I mean, he's not just, you know, playing golf outside Camp David somewhere. But he says, no, Alan, I'll come visit you. And like you said, he he's, goes and visits him, and that's when he finds out that... That apparently Wayne has had an affair with Alan's wife while he was recovering from a stroke, nonetheless. Right. And... It, and it's important to say that Alan's in right. a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, he's not the, the picture of health. Right. right. And so I, th- I think, um, well, well, they mentioned that he had a stroke. Very, so I think probably before the stroke, he was probably in good condition. Yeah. Or at least that decent condition. Been. 
is a, a very a very attractive wife, much younger than him, which probably plays into the fact that he's very right. rich. <laughs> rich, powerful. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, Wayne's not going after some, you know, 60-year-old lady. I mean, she's probably right. his age. I mean, probably, you know, mid-30s. And, yeah, so Alan is not real happy. Right about finding out about right. this. Right, so, so he tells uh, President Palmer, hey, you need to get Wayne off your staff. He said he's got to be out tonight. Right. And so uh, and so President Palmer, he says, no, I'm not going to have you tell me how to run my office. And so right. if it was just President President uh, President Palmer's decision, then that would be one thing. But he didn't want someone outside saying, here, this is what you need to do. And so he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. Well, and Palmer and Palmer makes that comment to right. Wayne as well. You know, Wayne says, "Well, you don't want you don't want to mess with." Obviously, he's a very powerful man because even Wayne is saying, "Look, you don't want to make an enemy of him." You know, you know the way he gets, <laughs> or the way right. he can get. And he says, "Why don't you just let me resign, and we'll just make this go away?" And Palmer makes the comment, which I loved, and he says something to the extent of, "I may ask for your resignation when this is all over, but I'm not doing it because he asked me to right. or told me to." You know, so Palmer's pretty ticked, and and I think it wouldn't have been inconceivable that if things had changed and, and worked out differently, that by the end of the day, you know, or you know, a month later or something, Wayne might have resigned for personal reasons right. or something. You know, I I think he was pretty upset with his brother because he'd put him in a very difficult <laughs> position by you know sleeping with the the wife of one of his major contributors. Right. Yeah, so so that that becomes a very big part later on. Well, and and can I say that that this leads to one of the um I would venture to say one of the worst decisions David could have made and that was calling in for yeah. help. <laughs> and not necessarily calling for help, but who he called right. for help. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost the equivalent of um President Taylor calling for Logan. Right. And exactly. So, so yeah, President Palmer calls in Sherry like, of all people. Right. You know, it's like, hey, you know, you've got a problem. Why don't we pour gas on the fire? <laughs> I mean, and the whole time I'm sitting there, like, what? No, President, no, don't call. I don't care what you think she can do. No, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work out well. And of course, we find out in the second half of the season, it doesn't work out well. Um, but anyways, that's what he does. And, and I think it goes back to the fact that David knows that Sherry's good at finding dirt on people. Right. She, she knows a little bit about everybody. And if she doesn't know it, she knows how to find it. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously why she was called in. But you also have, you know, as Sherry is wont to do, she had her own agenda of, you know, how can I work myself back into helping out the president and being, you know, the first lady or, or at least a major role in his presidency somehow, because that's what she likes. She likes the, the power of dealing with right. that. So, um, man, did we miss anything? Well, there's we... probably a lot of stuff we missed. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we, we missed all sorts. Yeah, of there things. was, uh, well, well, we kind of um, say this every season, but man, they pack a lot of stuff into these. Well, I mean, they, oh, but I mean, geez. that's kind of uh, how it goes throughout the it's whole ridiculous. thing. And so um, it almost seems redundant to keep mentioning I think that. It's, <laughs> you know, it, I, I think it's important to mention too, and, and it kind of goes away, but in the beginning of the season, I mean, we have to remember this is right after, this is the season that is after when Palmer was um, 
put out of commission by Mandy. Right. Um, you know, and so at the beginning, you see Palmer, he's obviously not a hundred percent. Um, you know, you see a couple of times where he, he looks tired. Um, he kind of leans against some things and, and actually has a doctor that travels with him who, you know, is also, um, a love interest, if you will. (laughs) Um, but I mean, she is there, you know, in, in large portion to make sure that he's okay, you know, and, and she's, you know, prescribing him some pills that, that will help with his energy. Um, but obviously whatever it was that Mandy gave him affected him for several years. I mean, you know, you, you get your, you go from, um, you know, him just being elected really six months into almost reelection. Right, yes. I mean, yeah, know. this is uh, three years later after that happens. Right, right, right. And so we have that, that aspect of it. But after the first few episodes, correct me if I'm wrong, you don't really ever see anything about him dealing with being tired or um, any of the issues. And maybe it's just because he was focused on all of the the things that were going on um, and maybe those pills that, that um, Dr. Packer gave him helped. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they gave him the energy he needed for the rest of the day. And side note, by the way, the lady that plays Dr. Packer is also the mom in the Santa Claus. Just, you know, little fun information for you. Huh. I got to check that, that out. Again. Wonderful movie with wonderful movie with Tim Allen I from years past. Out, yeah. That's, <laughs> That's his ex-wife. That's his ex-wife. So that is Santa Claus's ex-wife in her next life um, became a doctor <laughs> and started dating the president of the United States. So that's exciting for her. <laughs> um, but let's see. There's that. What else did we, did we miss anything else? I think there were some definite strains on the relationship between Jack and Chase that right. um, continue. Right. But at the you know, at the same time, there there is a line, and, and it happens in the second half of the season, but I think it's worth mentioning here, where Chloe's talking to Kim and basically says, you know Chase isn't going to leave, you know, field ops for you. You know, he's because they're dating, obviously. Right. And she makes a comment. She says, he he's the exact same person as your dad. I mean, Chloe just points it out. She's like, you know, that's who he is. And you see that as the season goes on, you know, I think, I think Chase was kind of amazed that, you know, Jack was able to pull the trigger, you know, (laughs) pointed at his head. But I think he, he quickly understands that in that situation, I would have done the same thing. You know, I mean, you had to take the calculated risk that Ramon was testing him and wouldn't give him a loaded weapon. Um, But it's interesting to see that dynamic of Chase and Jack as they go through the season, because they, they start off on good terms, obviously. And then all of this happens. And I think Chase kind of gets to the point where he's like, I don't know if I can trust Jack or not. I don't know if I like Jack. <laughs> and then they kind of, I think they get back on good terms, you know, towards the yeah, end. I think so. Some serious, serious issues that go on between them, which obviously would when somebody points a gun at right. your head. I think that would tend to sour <laughs> a relationship just a yeah. tiny bit. Well, you mentioned Chloe. We haven't talked about Chloe yet. Um, right. Other than that, yes. so um, she she becomes a bigger player in this one. It's it's interesting, kind of watching her. And so, I mean, even right off the bat, very first episode, um, it brings out about, hey, we don't got time for your personality. <laughs> and so, right. um, as, as she starts out, you can see that she's 
um, we kind of mentioned about comparing her with Paula. Um, and I, I kind of right. forgot about it, but when Chloe's first starting here, when we first see her in season three here, the first couple episodes, she, she was kind of trying to push and trying, trying a little bit too hard, um, to try right. to kind of establish herself. And I think it's interesting too. I think it was episode two. Um, is Jack is talking with her in his office. And of course, I mean, he's struggling with the addiction thing and he's just going off on her. Right. And he finally comes to a point. It says, man, just pack your bags and leave. And he said, you're useless. <laughs> and so right. I, I just kind of think it's kind of funny the way, I mean, you can see the relationship here and then you fast forward now coming up to season nine. And it's, it's like, if there's anyone that Jack would never fire, it'd be her. Right. Well, he, you know, Chloe went to jail for him, we assume. Right. I guess we don't know that for sure. But, you know, and, and there is, there's several lines where somebody tells, you know, Chloe that, you know, you're driving me nuts, basically. And I think it's later on in the season where, where Tony says, um, you know, I'm really getting tired of your personality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's early in the season that he says, we don't have time for your personality disorder or yeah. whatever. And even Chappelle, <laughs> I mean, when he... When he first comes right. in and um, early on as he shows up, he says something about similar to that. And so, it, right. yeah, so, I mean, just, just kind of that that stigma has obviously been um, been played in there. And I, I was trying as I'm watching, I'm try, it's like I was trying to define what Chloe's personality is. And I'm not really, I still haven't really got it, but she seems to make the conscious effort that she needs to explain what she's thinking. Yeah. And I don't know why that is, but that just seems like her personality, you know, over and over again, she has to say, I just want you to know that, that I think what you're doing is great. Or I just want you to know that, um, you know, I'm on your side or, or whatever. And she says those types of things over and over again. So it's like she understands that, almost like she understands, I'm not real good with people, and I need to make this conscious effort yeah, to, you know, tell people what I'm thinking and tell people how I feel about things. Yeah, that is true, <laughs> yeah. And at least at least that's how she is in this uh, season. Um, I'm not sure if she's quite as much like that later on, but, but at the same time, I mean, she's very right. blunt. Um, it's, like, it's like she doesn't have a filter. And so, and so she like walks right. up to per someone and here's a situation and then she just says something and everyone gets all upset. She walks away and then she comes back. She's like, well, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have said that. And that was kind of insensitive. And right. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, she, it's like, she's always thinking, I think it's that she's so smart that she has a hard time dealing with people. <laughs> And she knows that and she knows that. And so she tries to overcompensate by saying, I need to explain what I'm doing and I need to make sure that I come and, and apologize, even though I don't really think I did anything wrong. I still need to go tell you I'm sorry because it was insensitive. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that just ties in with uh, that whole, I mean, her, her mindset is all analytical, logical, and there has to be right. a, a reason. Right. She, she, if, if we were talking about, Chloe and you know Josh, you and I know about yeah. the disc profile. I think she would be an off the charts SC, probably yeah, mostly, mostly C. C. I, like yeah, off I, the I don't chart. know if she's quite, maybe a little bit of C because or S because she does right. kind of care after right. the fact. But I mean, yeah, definitely C. Right. And so, 
I, I think I think the disc profile, and, and those of you who don't know about the disc profile, you can go to either Josh or I's website and learn about it. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But it goes from 0 to 100 on <laughs> these four personality types. And C is the one that's like they live in Google spreadsheets or Google and Excel spreadsheets, which obviously would be – and it's just everything's right. logical. So I think it goes from 0 to 100. I think Chloe would be about a – 3,000, I think, is <laughs> right about where she'd come yeah. in as far as that goes. Because, yeah, you're right. She is off the charts intelligent and off the charts analytical and off the charts. I don't deal yeah. with people. <laughs> I work with people because I need somebody to sit at that computer and do that for me. But other than that, I, give me a computer. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, why don't we go ahead and close with that for this week? And so... We're getting close on our time, right. and uh, uh, and actually, you kind of mentioned there about going to our websites. I don't think we've ever mentioned what we do outside of the show. Our websites? <laughs> I I just sit around and watch Twenty Four all day. That's really yeah, all I the, do. Well, Fox Fox pays me, and you know I just say get a check what? Every month. I miss that deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, and, and maybe yeah, we should well, talk just, about that, that for a second. Quick, I guess got to give a little plug, um, and maybe we can talk about it later or have something in the show notes. Sure. So. so not that anybody cares what I do besides talk about 24. I think that's the only reason most of them are here. But um, I have a personal blog, and I blog at severcrop.com, which is my last name. And that will be in the yeah. show notes, I'm sure. you. I won't bore, bore you with how, how to spell that. Um, but I um, have several different projects I'm working on. Um, one of the major ones besides the 24 podcast is a company called Happen to Your Career, and we provide, um, you know, career coaching and, and resources and whatnot um, for those who are looking to move towards work that they love. And so that's that's where I get into talking about the disc profile a little bit as, as we've um, interviewed um, several people about that. And, and we've talked about personality profiles. And, and so that's what I do outside of this. And, and we actually have a podcast as well um, that is on iTunes. And, and um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all sorts of places in the podcasting world now, which is really weird because – Five months ago, I didn't think I would have ever been. So, anyway, that's that's what I do when I'm yeah. Then, here. Uh, then for me, uh, I I do uh, several things as well, and so I, I definitely keep my I I do the same thing with my eating. I wait till I get full, then I do a little bit more, um, and so I do the kind of the same thing <laughs> right. with my schedule, which I need to work on. But I, I I'm very full, and me then too. I try to cram a couple extra things in there. Um, but anyway, so I have a full time job in a factory but then i also do some teaching and um and then as far as online i have another podcast which is qualitylivingmadesimple.com and which is awesome oh thank you and so actually you've been on that podcast too a couple times i have yes and uh when do you get you back on there again i know we should do that um anyway and so uh so i do that podcast as well and so that talks about some different things that we can be able to do to be able to improve our quality of life which uh is a big focus for me um trying to improve my own quality of life and then trying to help others along the way as well and try to do just simple things to be able to accomplish that um and then i have a blog that uh, accompanies that which um i haven't done a whole lot with here lately uh, just because of my schedule. And so maybe about once a week I've been posting there. Um, and right. so I have uh, a couple other things out there on the web. I'm uh, trying to get started into a web development business um, as well. And so just trying to get started with that in my quote unquote free time. And so, uh, so anyway, so what's that? 
What what's free time, Josh? <laughs> well, the, I've lost that. I don't know where that well, is. A lot of my free time now has been with twenty four, <laughs> and so. <laughs> right, mine too, and I I quite enjoy it. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, you know we. You know, I hope that helps some people, some behind the scenes stuff. And, and by the way, just some behind the scene real quick uh, for the, the listeners with Josh's um, teaching that part of his, you know, many balls in the air. Um, we actually often will record this in two separate segments. So if it ever seems weird in the middle, that might be why. But Josh is pretty good at editing it to where you never really tell. But <laughs> this week we've actually got to do it all in one time. So that's. That's kind of neat to be able to talk about. So really, we talk about 24 in four separate sections. We we talk about the first quarter and then the second quarter and then the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Josh masterfully puts it together, and, and you probably never even noticed that we don't do it all at one time. So a little behind the scenes for you. Um, so much for a magician never revealing his tricks. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you know, I like being transparent. No, I think it's works. fun for people. Yeah, so. But. But yeah, I mean, it works. We, we would recommend, you know, we would recommend people head over to the 24podcast.com. And I think we can probably, since it's been on the Twitter universe, we're going to have Joel um, doing some blog posts on there. And he's going to help us out with some um, tidbits of inform- information and, and um, you know, various um, topics, whatever he feels he wants to talk about on about 24. And we're going to have him, I think, once a week. Isn't that what we suggested to him? Uh, I'm not sure what was... Uh... The final, but yeah, that's that's probably about what's going to happen. And so I actually already got maybe, him signed maybe, up and all that kind of stuff. So nice, nice. So be looking for that. A little more exciting stuff on the twenty four podcast dot com. There's also a survey on there. Yes, um, if I remember right, Josh. Yes, and actually, if you go to the twenty four podcast dot com forward slash poll, you can be able to go there because um, if you remember back last episode when I was talking with Jack, um, he mentioned that. Um, David Fury had put out a tweet or so and asked him if there was any other um, returning characters that haven't been named yet. And he said, yes. And so we know there's at least one other person that's coming back that has not been revealed to us already. We know obviously Jack's coming back and Chloe and Audrey and um, her dad, Heller. Um, He also mentioned that there's going to be a president that we've already met um, we don't know if that's Heller or not. We're just kind of assuming that maybe that is, right. but that could be another person as well. And then there's someone else that's unnamed. Um, and so we got right. a poll just kind of seeing uh, what do you guys think as far as who do you think could come back? And so we have a list of, uh, I, don't, I don't remember, I think about six six people or something like that, six different characters. Um, and you can right. be able to kind of cast your vote. You can vote for one, you can vote for several um, and kind of do that right. if there's someone that, you think that could come back that we didn't list, you can just go to the comments section and write it down there. Um, just kind of right. share in that. Um, yeah, we'd, lo- we'd love to see who's uh, who everybody thinks is coming back for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that would be kind of interesting to kind of get a poll for that. Of course, we all know um, hashtag bring back Tony. Um, <laughs> yeah. But who knows? Maybe we'll start some yes. other hashtags. And so, right. you know, and. And I, I, I agree. I think Jack said it last week, but I agree with him that, you know, David Fury likes the attention, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I don't know if he listens to our podcast. David, if you do listen to our podcast, please direct message us because if you like the attention, we would love to have you on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Love to. And we promise we won't say, bring back Tony. We might say something similar, like bring back Almeida. <laughs> or, <laughs> Hashtag BBT. Or something, but we promise... <laughs> We promise that we will not say bring back Tony. The words bring back Tony in that order. 
we might say bring Tony back. But anyways, <laughs> David, if you want, if you like the attention, please contact Josh or myself and we will get you on the podcast and you can, you know, not tell us whatever you don't want to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also thinking, Josh, just real quick before we end, and I apologize for the, the tangent. That's okay. But I, I think Jack, our, our guest last week, I think he needs to change his name. Because every time you mention talking to Jack, I think of Jack Bauer. So well, he probably likes um, that. Jack, <laughs> if you're listening, um, we would like to change your name to Steve. So <laughs> if you go ahead and do that for us, that'd be great. Well, we could just use his last name. Yeah, let's just call him Zola. I was talking to Zola last week. Anyways, I, I apologize for the side note, but I just thought of that as we were talking. But yeah, so... Uh... Yeah, so a lot of great things. So go back to the website, um, check that out there. Um, so hopefully we should be seeing some more blog posts. And so not just from uh, Mark and myself, but also Joel. Um, and actually, I uh, kind of talked to Jack. He may contribute a little bit as nice. well. Um, then, of course, awesome. we mentioned before, if any of you would like to contribute, you can um, send us a message, let us know, and we'd love to try to incorporate you into that as well. Absolutely. Uh, and so um, go to iTunes. We would definitely love to be able to have you go to iTunes. You can go to uh, the 24 path, the 24 podcast.com forward slash iTunes. And that'll get you to the iTunes page where you can be able to leave us a um, five-star review. We would definitely appreciate that. And so. Uh, and share it with your yes, friends. Definitely share it with, uh, with your friends, share this on Twitter, Facebook. Um, there's been a lot more activity on Facebook now. Um, I'm not nice. sure if you've noticed, yeah, but there's been a, a little have. bit of a pickup there. And so, yeah. um, so that's kind of, uh, that's pretty good. And so, um, and I actually, I actually have it set up to where when I tweet on the 24 podcast account that it also posted on Facebook. So we're getting right. that, um, interaction both ways. And so there's actually one person, at least one person that, um, um, does interacts with, uh, both of them. And so, right. yep. You know, I think we need to mention too the uh, bring back Tony shirt. Yes, yes, I believe people uh, need to go get yeah, that. Yeah, we didn't mention that last week, but I think you mentioned it with right. uh, Joel. I think I did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so get your shirt. Yeah. So we got a shirt. Um. I keep meaning to go back and try to see if I can do a couple, um, uh, different designs or different options, or maybe look at some different companies that might be able to give us different pricing. Right. Um. Right. And so, uh, but yeah. So if you go to the twenty four podcast dot com forward slash bring back Tony. Uh, that'll take you to that. You could be able to do that. That'll uh, support the show a little bit. Uh, but then obviously it'll right. also uh, promote 24 and kind of share your support of bringing back Tony. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, head to the pod, head to the website, head to iTunes, head to Twitter. Josh mentioned that it's at the 24 podcast is um, the Twitter account for the show. And that's ran by Josh, as he said. And then mine is at scrop2, S-K-R-O-P-P, 2. And then uh, Josh's is Joshua W. Rivers, or at Joshua W. Rivers. My apologies. So, so yeah, we we look forward to interacting with you. Until next week. Yeah, definitely. You guys take care. Bye.